Studios. It's time for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. You know, this idea just popped into my head. I'm always looking for new podcasts, YouTubers at the volume, my new podcast company. Why shouldn't I do a Saturday podcast on USC football? You know, make it about 20 weeks, talk about all their victories, Pac-10 titles with Lincoln Riley, recruiting five-star commitments. Easy to find a sponsor, they'd line up. I love recruiting elite talent. Well, Lincoln Riley is ahead of the curve whenever it comes to recruiting elite talent for the 23 class, Tyler. Um, yeah, all the, all the guys you took from OU's class. He's got... Easy to do that when you're recruiting on someone else's dime last year. <laughs> he's got three commitments, and all three of those guys, Tyler, yes, are five stars. The Malachi kid, the uh, the branch wide receiver out of Vegas, and Makai Lemon, athlete. So that's all the commitments they've got as of right now. Oh, some but, quarterbacks and wide receivers, huh? Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Who yeah. would have guessed that? At, hot out of the gate. Uh, Oklahoma's 17. We've got four commitments as of right now. Who ends up with the better recruiting class? They've got three five-star kids. Can I think we o- catch them? Y- yeah. I, I, well, I don't know about a five-stars. I think OU's going to have a better overall class. And a class that's... Ranked higher. That's what you're telling me. Ranked higher and a class that where we look at and say, yeah, I like this a lot better with the defensive lineman and the offensive lineman in the class instead of just a glitz and glamour class that's filled with a bunch of skill players because that's what he'll have out there OU's got a huge recruiting weekend coming up uh this weekend by the way uh yeah they do big one yeah they do first big Saturday of the Brent Vittables era no that's not the opener against UTEP that is this Saturday especially uh Oklahoma's got some in-state kids this year that uh, are ballers man by Job Mm -hmm. in Norman Community Christian on three has him ranked as the number 25 overall player in America. And then Jacoby Johnson in Mustang, the number 38 overall player. So this state's got two top 40 players and within a 30-mile radius of, of Norman. What position is the Mustang kid? He's listed as an athlete. So could play wide receiver, could play some DB. By Job, going to be one of your you know, edge rusher type of guy most likely. Just found out that... Found out about football his freshman year of high school, midway through it. So he's extremely raw, but he looks the part. So now, I will I will give these talent evaluators the benefit of the doubt, but that seems way too high to me. Why for by Job? Yeah. Why the what number twenty fifth in the country? Number twenty five. That's what on three has. Well. He took a jump. He was ranked 191, and he took a jump from 191 to number 25. It's a pretty big-time jump. Yeah, especially not during the football season. 
Um, and well, they've been evaluating tape, obviously, when they <laughs> had these new rankings. Some things have changed. And I, like, I think there is some serious intrigue there with what he could potentially turn into. Super long athlete uh, is raw, but I don't know. That seems... Did you just give us one of those vague scouting reports on the guy? Yeah, because everything is vague on him because he hasn't hardly played any football. Yeah. Um, I, that's 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 five star territory. If you're a top thirty player, right? He's got the best chance out of anyone in the state to be a five star when it's all said and done. Just a four now. Now is he a twenty three kid? Or? Yeah. Uh-huh. Who is? There's another defensive lineman in. Is it Midwest City? Uh, well, you're thinking about the kid that is transferring to IMG. I think is who you're talking uh, yeah. about. Yeah. Who his dad played at Wisconsin, like basketball at Wisconsin? Is that right? He, yeah, he's going to IMG. And I see. Yeah. So, but it does not sound like that's going to affect his recruitment with OU. It sounds like OU's in a in a really good spot for him. So, in state recruiting, uh, we kind of thought that that would pick up a little bit, and buddy, it, it it has, man. And this staff is not star chasing. They are, in a lot of cases, man. They are offering some kids that weren't really relevant on the national scene at all, then yep. other people are popping in the tape and saying, oh, okay, well, we didn't notice him, but after looking at it, we can see what OU sees in this guy. Right. And I, I love that. It, that means that this staff is out there all across the country looking and evaluating kids and not just saying, oh, he's got four or five stars, let's just offer him based on that. Has I'm guessing Oklahoma has offered the Job kid, right? Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, yeah. That's – I don't know. It's fascinating. So is Alabama. Alabama's offered three in-state Oklahoma kids. By Joe, Jacoby Johnson, and Cole Adams. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Bama invading the state. That's a little – it's a little odd, isn't it? They're trying to say, coming to the Southeastern Conference, are we? Uh, Not so fast. Well, yeah, that is interesting. See what happens there, but I I love, and I don't think it's just a a random coincidence that this year they're they're offering uh, they're they're in on a bunch of guys in Oklahoma. I think that's going to be a continual thing. I think I think Venables is going to have a big presence within the state. I do. I hope so because the next Dax Hill that comes along which was the last five-star, according to 24-7 Sports, which he worked out well at Michigan. I mean, he's going to be most likely a first-round pick in this year's draft. Uh, going to think OU's going to have a better chance at a kid like that next time around. Dax. Love that it. was a uh, Jerry Jones voice for <laughs> a bad, a bad those Jerry of Jones. you who didn't get that. No, uh, Dax. <laughs> uh, I know what you're saying, though, with – the recruiting classes that Oklahoma has had, like our our six, seven, eight ranked recruiting classes, have been so because of star power at the skill positions. I think our six, seven, eight ranked recruiting classes moving forward are going to be so because of um, line of scrimmage talent, defensive talent I think it's going to be spread way more evenly across than than what we've seen 
I, I guess what I'm saying is some of our recruiting classes have been kind of inflated. Yep. Off of hundred uh, percent, man. Off of like wide receiver talent. A quarterback and two, three wide receivers has really inflated what a recruiting class is ranked and it was flash, but there was no real right. substance to it, man. Right, right and, right. and it is important to get a five star quarterback at a class. There's no doubt about that, but there's a difference, man. I mean, would you rather have three five-star wide receivers or would you rather have a five-star O-lineman, a five-star D-lineman, a five-star backer? I know which one's sexier. I know which one's more fun to talk about. A wide receiver trio is. That's fun to discuss. I thought you were going to say the backer. Come on. Well, you know, I mean, if it's if it's Jaron Kanak, then that's a little bit different. Yes, I know he wasn't a five-star text line, but that's – it's not the flash that wins you the natty. He, he wasn't. He didn't get the five star treatment from a four directly to a five. Here's more of the Caleb Kelly. Whenever crap he, that you want to bring up. He signed with OU. He didn't magically convert from a four to a five star. Unbelievable. I don't know. He, he's lifted the whole weight room. He should by now if he hasn't already. Yep. yep. Well, I agree. This staff is getting after it though, man. It is. It has the feeling. And they're not as young as what Bob's staff was in 99, early 2000s. They're they're older than that staff. But it kind of has that same hungry feel of, dude, they are getting after it. They are looking at kids. They're evaluating kids. They're offering kids. There is that real push and that real kind of excitement and hunger that you felt back then. It's fun, man. It's exciting. So get me up to speed here. The McCarty kid out of McAllister, he's – he has no registered stars on here. Yeah, rivals he has three. That's going to change when uh, 24-7 does their updated rankings. He'll end up being probably – five-star? He'll probably be a five-star out of McAllister, yeah. <laughs> probably. Oh, man. I love it. This is th- – this points to my like my my point about it, it depends – on who has offered someone on where they're going to fall. Like, the kid didn't miraculously turn into a four-star overnight. Oh, yeah, well, we just hadn't had a, a chance to update it yet. Like, that's about who's offered. It's the same thing with the with the by Job. There's no way by Job would be a top, like the number 25 player in the country. There's a Bama buy. Sure, if Bama offers a kid like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's going to be some bias in there, no doubt. I mean, I think he is a really good player. I mean, yeah. I guess you could be right. Maybe he's not the number 25 overall player, but they really like this this upside that he has. Yeah. And I, I understand it. Yep. All right. Uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Keep hitting us on the text line, 651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 329-9000, Law Offices of Rod Polston. Stay tuned.
Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush on this Tuesday. It's game day in Norman, OU and West Virginia, 6 p.m. on ESPN2. Uh, while we have some people driving to the LNC for the game, you want to uh, go ahead and throw out our predictions here? OU 69 to what? Let me let me guess. Hmm. You got them 69-61. Mm, 69-64. Five-point win. Slight cover. Wait, no, no, that's not a cover. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow, you got West Virginia in a cover. What a bum. 69-62. Now you're switching it for an OU cover. Yeah, I think they cover the spread. Hmm. You got a problem with that? Yeah, I do a little bit, actually. You picking them to lose the uh, basketball game? Uh, no. Proud of the guy. Proud <laughs> of the guy. The theater night for the guy. The proud of starving Marvin Johnson. Going to play his last game here. Uh, no, OU will uh, win 68-64. It'll be another uh, stressful game, but they'll win. Uh, great having you on, Coach uh, Kruger. Will the Sooners cover? That's all anyone cares about. Yeah, proud of the guys, proud of the guys. Uh, been covering a lot here recently. Uh, covered against OSU. Uh, I think they get the five and a half. I think they get the five and a half. Uh, uh, obviously, Bob did a good job there at West Virginia. But, uh, yeah, I think the Sooners win. The uh, Sooners cover by seven. <laughs> yes, they'll win and cover. Oh, man. Um, I do feel really good about this game, which absolutely frightens me about tonight. I like how, yeah, that I totally agree with that. This is – it's a must-win game. We're down the stretch. It's your last home game. If you, if you want to get into the NCAA tournament, you need to win. And you're playing the worst team in the conference. This – do not lose this uh, – just don't lose the game is all I'm saying. Like, this is – this could be a bad moment. I would take a uh, one-point win over a uh, three-conference win basketball team. Oh, my gosh. Bob Huggins is going to look like a hungover PE teacher at a 8 a.m. third-grade PE class. He look. Every time I watch him coach a basketball game, even when they're good, he looks like he would rather be anywhere else on the planet than at that game. I'm wondering how much longer, and and college basketball is going to look weird if Bob Huggins is not coaching in it, but I'm I'm with you, man. And and they've been struggling here recently. I I wonder how much longer he's got. I I hope a while because I want to hear stuff like this still. College basketball needs that. (laughs) So don't go away, Bob. I'm just wondering how much longer you got. How long has he been at uh, WVU? Oh, gosh, man. He um, was there before they came to the Big 12, right? Yeah, I think he – yes, I think he was. He was at Cincinnati for a while. He was at Kansas State for a small time. But West Virginia, yeah, for a while. Hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, this would not be a good game. I, if we could finish off, win out, and not make the NCAA tournament like that's not what you want, but at least you finish the season fairly strong. If you lose to the worst team in the Big Twelve at home to officially knock yourself out of the tournament, that's not going to go over well. <laughs> no, and there's not going to be much of a way to sugarcoat it. Sooner seventy nine, West Virginia sixty nine. That's on the text line. Dang. 
Marvin's going to get a double-double. That's there, too. Uh, someone asking about the Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards. Yeah, we're going to mail out the uh, second half of those this week. But someone um, did not put BWW, and instead they actually put a uh, category that you could find on a certain website. <laughs> and they, yeah. Let's look at this from a different perspective, guys. Someone find me anything this OU football staff is doing wrong. The gauntlet is dropped. BV is killing it. I 99.9% agree with that. The only thing, just offer Cole Adams out of Owasso. Come on. Falling behind. Dude, just, it's going to be, I say it's going to be a bad look. I'm sure they'll be just fine at wide receiver, but Bama's off. The entire SEC has offered him. He's taken the Alabama visit. Clearly, this kid can play. He wants to go to OU. Just offer him. He can, he can really play. Tyler. Offer Cole Adams. On one hand, you are praising the University of Oklahoma for finding guys in the state that no one else has really talked about or rated or offered. And then on the other hand, you're asking them to offer a guy that they clearly know about, other people clearly know about, do you want them to offer guys that they feel like fit and will be contributors at the at the program, or do you just want them to go around and offer guys that Alabama's yes. offered? <laughs> yes. Dude, recruiting's not some big mystery. Just follow them around and offer who they're offering and take your chances. Oh, that's Come funny. on. That's funny. Duh. Wide receiver is a – here's the thing. If you know the kid really wants to come to Oklahoma, I don't think you have to be in any real hurry. You can wait things out. You can see some more kids, see who comes in for junior day, and – You've got maybe that one in reserve, and I don't know that that's how they're playing that, but I don't know. they got time. You don't have to offer everyone right away. It's got to mean something whenever you make the offer, right? Tyler and Teddy, if this is the last year Oklahoma plays in the Big 12, could this be the end to the annual pay-per-view game, or will it just move to the SEC Network? Yeah, so no. I think OU might be the only program that still plays – a pay-per-view game but the sec does a sec sec network or sec network plus i would think that this would be the last of the pay-per-view game but i don't know that for a hundred percent certainty i believe that um the pay-per-view game when they go to the southeastern conference is ded dead Hmm. Because they'll be they'll be under the new yeah. SEC right. television deal. Well, if no one else in the SEC is playing a pay per view game, then I'm going to guess that OU is not going to be allowed to do it either. That wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. And you know what i I realize it brings money into OU, but money wise, they're about to be okay. Um, so let's just let's get it on SEC Network or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know how much revenue we get out of that. The SEC may say, if you want to do a pay-per-view with 
Um, UTEP, do a pay-per-view with UTEP. Who cares? Right? I don't know about that. But my guess is if you're going to be a part of their television contract, they're going to want all of your TV revenue to go into the same pile that everyone else's does. You've heard of way too early preseason rankings. Sure. But have you heard of what the projected – the way-too-early projections of what the AP preseason top ten is going to be. It's not Phil Steele's actual ranking, way-too-early rankings. It's his projection of what the AP poll is going to look like when the preseason poll comes out in August. Huh? This is what I think the rankings will be. Not what I think, but here's what I think the rankings will be. And I'll give it up to Phil. He does list like the uh, numbers here recently. He's pretty much nailed what the AP poll is going to look like here uh, for a long time now. Wow. Yeah, let's – I want to hear it. Bama at one, Georgia at two, Ohio State at three, Clemson at four, A&M at five, Notre Dame at six, Michigan at seven, Utah at eight, Oklahoma at nine, and Oregon at ten. Yeah, that's – that's that's probably about right, I think. You got a beef with any of those? Uh, I'd move Ohio State up to two and Georgia to three, but I do think OU will be better than Utah. I think they'll be better than Texas, Blank, and A&M, and I think they got a chance to be better than Clemson. So I'd actually have OU a few spots higher. Yeah. I, I'm fine with them being further back. I wish I would have known he was going to do this, and I would have released my – prediction of what Phil Still's prediction is going to be of what the AP is going to be in the preseason. My predicted AP top 10 has been a perfect 10 for 10 each of the last four years. When I predict the AP top 10 in February, I have now hit on 125 out of 130 over the last 13 years. That means hitting all 10 teams in eight of the 13 years and missing by just one team in the other five years. He must mean he has the right 10 teams correct, not necessarily in the right order. Yeah, probably. Phil hasn't been reading the national headlines, though. Which, you know... Oh, you'd be lucky to be in the top 25 to start the year next season. Is there anything in that top 10? Like, what's the difference between that top 10 and the end of the season top 10 from last year? Uh, OU's in it. Baylor is not in it. But outside that, it's, it's pretty close to being spot on. Right. I mean, let's let's be honest about the AP preseason top 25. It's almost just how everyone ended the previous year. No, it, I think it's, it's that, but especially with the top five, it's more of the status of the sport right now. Like, mm-hmm. Bama's the best program, so let's put them at one. Georgia just won a national championship. They may be, may be the second best program. Let's put them at two. Ohio State's going to be really good next year, and they're also a top program. Let's put them at three. Who do we put it for? Uh, I don't know. Clemson was nine and three, but they've been really good the past eight years, so we'll put Clemson at four. It's just like a who's who of the sport right now. Well, I like that he's got Oklahoma at what? At ten? At number nine. At Morgan, nine. Morgan at ten. Um, we ended at 10 last year. Um, I like that he's got us at nine and there's a bunch of people that have us outside of the top 25 
and the likes of Wake Forest, NC State, Houston uh, predicted to finish higher than Oklahoma. Ha, ha, ha. And Kansas State, too. Or Kansas State as well, right? Was that right? I think it was they were like a spot or two right above OU in that. Yeah. Which, like I've said all along, all of these national idiots, sorry, it's just what it is, they're going to do all their way too early stuff and they're going to hot button and hot topic Oklahoma out of the top 25 and way back in the, like number 20 or 18. But whenever it really comes down to it, let's see who your preseason top 25 is. Yeah, let's put Oklahoma in the top 10. Because I think they release the AP voters' votes in the top 25. I think they do that now. I think you can go and look and see who everyone mm-hmm. voted for, I want to say. so yeah. Which is the greatest thing ever, to hold them accountable for who they put in the poll. Oh, God, it's the greatest thing ever. Well, what happened? Oh, well, uh, I've heard some interesting things from Oklahoma uh, coming through the offseason. I've... I've decided to put them in the top 25, uh, actually at number 10, not out of the top 25, Stuart Mandel. Amazing. Fascinating. I can't even think of the – when is the last time Oklahoma started a preseason out of the top 25? Um, 2015, no. Dude, probably probably 99, honestly. 2000, no. 01, I mean – yeah, probably 1999. Right. We were 7 and 5 in 99 and still we're in the top 20 what 22, 21, something like that to start off the year. Hilarious. All right, quick time out more from the rush coming up. Couple of segments left. Stay tuned. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bring to the final hour of the rush. OU West Virginia tipping off in about 22 minutes, 6 o'clock, ESPN2. Sooners listed as a five-and-a-half point favorite. NFL Combine coming your way later this week. Man, um, not surprising he was the Senior Bowl MVP, but Perion Winfrey is getting a ton of buzz right now. A ton of buzz. Um, who was it? The Senior Bowl executive Jim Nagy was saying that he was playing at out of position all year long at OU. I don't know if you saw that comment or not, but I found that interesting that the Senior Bowl exec is saying, yeah, he had a great week at the Senior Bowl, and basically he was finally playing the right position. That's why that happened. That's interesting. He was probably playing out of position there because he played more like nose and one technique at, o- at Oklahoma. He's a true three technique. He probably went from round two or three to one or two. Yeah. I, I, I think he's definitely a three technique. Um, 
playing out of position. Yeah, perhaps they, a lot of those are kind of intermingled with the way they played last year's um, defensive front. But yeah, I, th- I believe it's three technique as well. And we'll see how he does. He says he wants to run four, eight. If he runs four, eight and weighs 300 pounds, he's, he's got a chance to, to do some real damage he, in the draft. He's definitely one of the prospects, if not the prospect, that's got all the momentum behind him right now and catching everyone's eye. I, I really I, I love what he did at the Senior Bowl, and we've known that in, in spurts and in flashes, he can be super, super disruptive. I just I wonder I wonder what the conversation in I think honestly it helps him that Oklahoma's defensive the way they played their front because it kind of muddies the picture on him some and they're going to go off of what they've seen in person but the consistency man there's a lot of bad film out there on him especially frankly. for a to spend a first round pick on him 100% yeah. man yeah there, there's there's no doubt, but we'll we'll see where he goes. I mean, he's he's definitely helped uh, helped himself, and I would probably I think I'd pick put him as probably a back half of the second round. Yeah, guy, I, I'm not I'm not going to say first round. Maybe he tears it up at the seat or at the uh, combine this mm-hmm. week. I'd still say a second round pick. Another guy, and this really surprised me, man. Really surprised me. But another guy that's really a lot of people are apparently going to be watching this week at the Combine, former K-State quarterback Skylar Thompson. Now, he is in the perfect draft because it is not a great quarterback class. Mm -hmm. Someone, I forget who was saying it, is I'm fielding more calls right now on Mitch Trubisky than I am on current quarterbacks in this NFL draft. That's pretty telling. Wow. So Skylar Thompson is in the right draft, and he looks like an athlete, man, that he's really going to do well at the Combine. But obviously he's has he has a lot of deficiencies throwing the football when he's not playing OU. When he, when he played OU, he looked like John Elway out there. Right. Yeah, uh, in – that's what you want to do is in the biggest games play the best and kind of see how it all unfolds after that. But yeah, I I guess maybe I'm not shocked at that. He's a good leader. He's experienced, but I don't know. He's got an injury history. I don't know what's who is the top quarterback out there. Pickett, um, Willis out of Liberty, Malik Willis. Pickett or uh, probably not Matt Corral because of that injury. I'd, I'd probably say Kenny Pickett. Yeah. But that's not really doing – those guys aren't doing anything. I, I don't know. That's Any one of those guys are going to be a reach in the first round. Yeah. Let's see here. According to ESPN, they've got Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett right there together, graded at the same 90 and then they don't have anyone else, any other quarterbacks in the top 32. And th- those guys are well down. They're probably number 20 or so, right around 20. Uh, number one guy, Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan, the big D end. Um, the safety, Hamilton out of Notre Dame. And Evan Neal, the tackle out of Alabama, the three highest graded guys at 94. If you need interior help on either side of the ball, this is a good year to get it. Quarterback play, this is the – this is the worst year in recent memory. Yeah. Like it 
it's not the first time there isn't a lot of depth quarterback-wise, but at least there's someone to where you say, all right, this dude can play. He he might be a camp. Th- that, that guy didn't exist in this year's draft. I- any one of these quarterbacks is a massive reach in the first round, yeah. even for a team like Pittsburgh that desperately needs a quarterback. Yep. Yep, but, yep, yep. But speaking of quarterbacks, uh, OU plays Nebraska in week three. And apparently Casey Thompson is opening up spring ball in Lincoln as the number one guy. That's at least what their new OC, Mark Whipple, is saying. Quote, I think he's the best one right now. That might change tomorrow. There's nothing set in stone. So he's going to be battling with Chubba Purdy, Brock Purdy's little brother. But Casey Thompson's going to win out on that deal. And be the start, at least to start the season. Right. He'll, he'll be QB1. Uh and th- that's going to be interesting to see how that offensive system does in in the Big Ten. Whipple did a really good job at Pitt with Kenny Pickett and Scott Frost taking a back seat there, um, turning into the executive type of head coach. We'll see how it goes. Uh, big, big season for Notre Dame. It really is. I was telling Parker this yesterday, and it kind of annoys me a little bit. It's the same situation as the Texas game every year, I guess. But the Nebraska game is going to be a tough game next year. OU's going to have to play yep. well to win it. I mean, you're, you you can't have a performance like last year and win up in Lincoln. You're going to get Nebraska's best shot. But even if you play well and if you win that game, you're going to get no credit whatsoever for beating Nebraska on the road. Right. Even though we all know – we're, they're going to have to play a really good game to win it. Like In the grand scheme of things, it's going to count for nothing. And again, that's just like the Texas game. I realize that. You always got to play well in the Cotton Bowl. You're going to get Texas' best game all year long, not even close, and you're going to get no credit for it. Yep. Just kind of annoying that you have a couple of those games on the schedule this year. No, it's right. And I, I do believe that the Nebraska game is – it's one of the more dangerous games on the entire schedule. And I know people are going to scoff at that. And we may go up there and beat them, you know, by three, four touchdowns. But I, I just I think it's a dangerous situation. That, that team is – they've got a new offensive coordinator in there. Frost is under an immense amount of pressure to have a winner. Um, they're trying to – they're building a lot of momentum – behind the scenes, money-wise within that program for facilities and such. I, I, I just – that is not going to be – at least for that game, and I'm not – I'm making no predictions on how many games Nebraska wins. But I expect them to play us in a really, really tight battle. It's really kind of the worst spot to have to play Nebraska next year. And OU's the better team, and I, I think that they'll win the game – but this is custom, I mean, this is the last stand right here, man. They're going to throw everything out to try to win this game. All their momentum next year, all their momentum of the program rests on this game. Not any other Big Ten game because they're later on in the year. Teddy, like they, they've got to almost sell out to win that game in week three. Yeah, and they will. And they totally will. Because, like, for us, it's the exact opposite game for them. You mentioned that. It's going to be a tough game for us. We're going on the road. It's going to be a packed house. You know, they've got a a new quarterback through five touchdowns against us the year before, new offensive coordinator, a ton on the line, tons of pressure. But 
the pressure for them isn't necessarily that game. It's for the season. And I, they can go out and, and kind of in that moment play carefree because they're not going to be picked by anyone to beat Oklahoma. Right? So they're going to be coming in, you know, just loose, letting it fly. You can call whatever you want offensively, uh, get creative, just go out there and do your thing. If you lose. Well, oh, God, we told you it was a terrible hire. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere, too. Awesome, awesome 11 a.m. kick, right? <laughs> Seriously, I'm like all jacked up about my first trip to Lincoln next year, and it's totally going to be an 11 a.m. big noon game. Ah, oh, it totally is. Yeah, that's right. All right, quick timeout. Final segment of the day coming up next. Stay tuned. All right, final segment of the day, wrapping it up. Tip off a little more than five minutes away in the LNC between OU and West Virginia. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush. Uh, how about some Big 12 hoops tonight? K- KU at TCU, the side of my yearly. I'm betting the mortgage on KU only giving oh. a few points. KU only a six-point favorite tonight. I will not be betting on that one. <laughs> KU minus six. TCU wins it outright again. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, that was the side of my uh, worst defeat of all time. So, who else is playing? What do we need to happen? Uh, it would be beneficial for KSU to lose. Well, they they lost uh, they, last night. Yeah, that's right. To Tech. They play Tech tough though. And uh, when State play again? Uh, they'll play on Wednesday night. Play on Wednesday night at home, or excuse me, on the road against Iowa State. Be nice for them to lose. Then they close the season, legitimately close the season, Saturday at home against Tech, and they're bringing the Fiesta Bowl trophy out for fans to take a picture with it. Oh, that'll be cool. Um, yeah, if they lose out and we win out, chip our way up there decently uh, into, what, the seven seed? So Yeah, that's kind of the problem, is without OSU being in the Big 12 tournament this year, it's only an 8-9 game in the first uh, gotcha. round. So, like, theoretically, where OU's at, you'd like to end up being the 8 seed, play a 9 seed in the first round, and collect an easy win. But if they went out and they beat Kansas State, they're probably going to be the 7 seed in the Big 12 tournament. Baylor? Probably going to have to play like a Baylor in the first round instead. And that might be – you might be playing for your tournament life in Kansas City against the defending national champs. Yeah. No, I get that. But – it may take a win against a Baylor or someone to get you there anyways, though, well, right? I mean, maybe. Uh, yeah. Is it going to be ben- – would it be beneficial at all to to stack another crappy 8-9 win? The only thing is if 18 is like that magical number, then you get in a really easy game to get to that 18 yeah. number. You know what I mean? I, I don't I'm know how you. much that matters in the end, but I, I guess take your pick more than likely – on who you want to – the top team in the Big 12 you want to have to play 
in that you know second round to to get to in an NCAA tournament bid. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I yeah. It it would probably it would be nice to to get to 18 and then have a chance to go out there and get another top tier win. So that I guess ultimately that would be the best case scenario. So I don't know. Uh, none of it matters if you don't beat the three and thirteen Big Twelve Conference West Virginia team tonight. Who's going to win the Natty? I feel like it's pretty wide open. Hoops. Are uh. you uh, at this point? Are we are we rooting for Gonzaga to finally break through and win one, or is it a lot funnier if they continue to come up short every single year? Uh, I would like if I had to pick. I would like Texas Tech to win the national championship. What? Yeah. I, it's kind of easy to like that Mark Adams guy, you know, after taking over. And, dude, they have shown up this year. I know They it. have, you know, they were, you know, people make fun of OU fans for how bitter they were, but Tech fans use it as fuel all season long. That's right. And they went undefeated at home. Yep. And I think that that would be just – wouldn't that just be amazing if they went out and finished the deal? The fact that Chris Beard – I don't want anything good to happen to Tech, but <laughs> the fact that Chris Beard's at Texas now does make it a yeah. lot a lot funnier. Uh, I, I guess any anything with Duke, any no. sentimental there? No, not at, not all, at all. No, uh-uh. not for me. I, I've, I've never liked Duke. Um, Auburn, I mean, wh- uh, whatever. Okay, sure. I've got no connection there. Arkansas, I like the uh, the Norte kid. He's fun Note, to watch. JD, Note, JT Norte, yeah. yeah, he might be an All American this year. He had a huge game on Saturday. It's it's wide open. It's gonna Other be that, it's gonna be a really no, fun NCAA tournament. I, I guess uh, kind of off the beaten path, like Gonzaga would be would be pretty cool. Purdue is a top ten team. And gosh, they've been bad for a long time, right? There was there they had their heyday, and then Purdue. No, they've been good recently, have they? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I got I got no real tie. I wouldn't mind seeing Houston do well again. That was kind of fun last back year. The Final Four last year. Yeah. yeah, UConn back in the mix in the top twenty-five. They've they've been on a downswing. Let's see. It. Let's just hope that OU's in the field, man. But they've got some work to do, buddy. Yep. Big time work to do. All right, let's see if they uh, see if they can handle their business. Um, starting right here pretty quickly. We appreciate you guys. Uh, always a huge part of what we 